You're listening to Rhema for Today. Well, Jesus is anointed, the Bible said. How God, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. I'll call your attention again to the fact of the similarity of Acts 10.38 and Acts 19.11. Acts 10.38 begins, how God. Acts 19.11 begins, and God. How God anointed, and God wrought. Well, how do you suppose God wrought those special miracles by the hands of Paul? He must have wrought them the same way he did by Jesus, by anointing him. Wouldn't you suppose that? Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the Healing Anointing, Volume 1. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, our special guest hosts, Craig Hagan and Denise Hagan Burns, will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now we're talking about the Healing Anointing. The healing anointing is very similar. It's perceptible to the touch. It's capable of being touched. You see, uh, the moment that this woman touched Jesus' clothes, now notice this, she did not touch his person. She touched his clothes. Notice this also, that multitude did not touch his person. They touched the hem of his garment. You notice it said that? Yet Jesus was aware of an outflow. Wasn't he? He said, power has gone out of me. The woman is aware of the reception. So then the healing power of God, the healing anointing, must be tangible. It must be perceptible to the touch. It must be capable of being touched. Because this diseased woman touched his clothes. Jesus was aware of the outflow. The woman is aware of the reception. The healing is a fact. Praise God. Now then, here again is another fact. Not not theory now. A theory is a supposition established upon ignorance of the subject under discussion. (laughs) So this is not theory. This is fact. We learned it from God's Word. Then this healing power of God, which is a tangible substance, which is a heavenly materiality, is capable of being stored in the substance of cloth. Now, that's proven by the clothes of Jesus and the handkerchiefs and aprons that Paul laid his hands upon. Acts 19, 11, and 12 said, And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought under the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Now, I notice, I want you to compare something here. You'll notice here in Luke that we read, he came down, this is the 17th verse, the 6th chapter of Luke. 
He, that is Jesus, came down with them and stood in the plain in the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people, great multitude of people, out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Now, now he talks about people. I want you to see something here now. In these two verses, he talks about people healed of their diseases. And then he talks about people healed that were vexed with unclean spirits. And he said they were healed, doesn't he? Now, the 19th verse, he tells you how they were healed. Doesn't he? And the whole multitude. Well, who were the multitude? Those that were diseased and those that were vexed with unclean spirits. The whole multitude sought to touch him for there went power out of him and heal them all. Who is them all? That's those that were diseased and those that were vexed with unclean spirits. Now, notice the similarity here now. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases, well here, they that were diseased, diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Same thing happened, didn't it? Same thing happened, didn't it? Now, what happened under the ministry of Jesus? This anointing. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke, whether it's a yoke of sickness, whether it's a yoke of demons. Demon power, isn't it? We read the, the anointing shall destroy the yoke, doesn't it? We read that, didn't we? You see? Well, Jesus is anointed, the Bible said. How God how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. I'll call your attention again to the fact of the similarity of Acts 10.38 and Acts 19.11. Acts 10.38 begins, how God. Acts 19.11 begins, and God. How God anointed, and God wrought. Well, how do you suppose God wrought those special miracles by the hands of Paul? He must have wrought them the same way he did by Jesus, by anointing him. Wouldn't you suppose that? I don't think you'd have to be too intelligent to come to that conclusion. So then, Paul evidently handled or laid his hands upon these claws or handkerchiefs. Because it said God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. He laid his hands upon these handkerchiefs or claws and uh, they, they, they uh, became storage batteries, so to speak, of that power. He laid his hands on those claws or handkerchiefs with that anointing and that anointing flowed from his hands into those claws or handkerchiefs and then they were taken under the sick and laid on their body and that power then was transmitted to the body and surcharged the body and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Isn't that right? Now you see, the sick woman 
who touched Jesus' clothes found a power emanated from his person. These folks who touched the hem of his garment, or here it says, sought to touch him. Well, we understand by that they touched his clothes and were healed. Now, you know, when it comes to these claws and handkerchiefs of Paul, the materialists and the modernists have just said it's superstition. No, it's not superstition. It's a Bible fact. It happened just like the Bible said it did. Those handkerchiefs or claws became storage batteries, so to speak, of that power. Now, that, that brings us to this fact then, that... Uh, like the clothes of Jesus or the handkerchiefs or the aprons of Paul would transmit that power. John Lake said, electricity is God's power in the natural realm. The Holy Ghost power is God's power in the spirit realm. And just like there are laws that govern the operation of electricity, then there are laws and rules that govern the operation of spiritual power. When we know more about that and learn that, then we, we can be more of a blessing and the power of God can become more of a blessing to it. I think in times past that we have thought that if the anointing's there, that it'll just automatically manifest itself. Are you listening to me? It'll just work automatically. Well, now, if electricity is here, why didn't it just automatically light up the house? Well, it didn't unless it was lightning. <laughs> And that just a flash is gone. See? Well, electricity, the electrical power, was in existence and has been in existence ever since God created the universe. Yet man didn't even know it. Why did it just manifest itself? Why didn't it just flow into somebody's kitchen and start cooking a meal? Well, in the first place, they didn't even know it existed. And there was nothing there if it did flow into that it could heat up. <laughs> Why didn't it just flow into somebody's home and start cooling the home? Well, in the first place, there wasn't anything there for it to flow into to start cooling. Why didn't it just flow into somebody's cave and start running a fan, ceiling fan? It was in existence back there in the days of the cavemen, wasn't it? Electricity, wasn't it? Why didn't it just flow into that cave and light up the cave? Well, because the cave wasn't equipped for it. Are you listening? Yet electricity was in existence, wasn't it? From the time God created the universe, electricity in the earth, electricity was here. Only, almost, we might say in modern time, Benjamin Franklin discovered electricity. Well, he discovered it. Men know a little something about it. But why is it that they, they know now that it exists? They know it exists. They've come in contact with it. They know it's a tangible substance and an earthly materiality. Why don't it just flow into somebody's kitchen and cook a meal? Why don't it just flow into somebody's house and every room light up? Why don't it just flow into some city or town and signal lights start coming on and changing? 
Why don't it just flow into somebody's house and the fans start wearing? Because there aren't any fans. There aren't any lights. Men don't know what conducts it. They know it exists. They know it's there. But they don't know what, because you see, just any metal will not conduct electricity. Men don't know the laws. They don't know the rules that govern the operation of electricity. So what did they do? They set about to discover them. Thomas A. Edison did more than any other one single person. And think about all the blessings, the benefits of our modern civilization. And we particularly here in America. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join our special guest hosts, Craig Hagan and Denise Hagan Burns. This month, we actually um, have a, a package, and in that package, um, you'll get the message from today, um, being transparent um, with God in prayer. Also, you'll get my message from camp meeting um, called Just Believe, as well as my mom's message, um, Whose Voice Are You Listening To from Camp Meeting 2018, and Dad's uh, message, The Son of Righteousness Has Risen. Um, also, the package is um, my, our grandfather's book, Praying to Get Results, and then my dad's, our, our dad's book um, entitled Expect. All of those things are regularly a retail price of $34.90, but um, for this month and this TV offer, $20.95. So, so you know, you know uh, quite a bit of savings, so savings of $13.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.